My brothers and sisters in Christ, in this Sunday's Gospel, Jesus warns us, among other things, about greed. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Someone in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, tell my brother to share the inheritance with me. He replied to him, Friend, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? Then he said to the crowd, Take care to guard against all greed. For though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Then he told them a parable. There was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What shall I do? For I do not have space to store my harvest. And he said, This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns and build larger ones. There I shall store all my grain and other goods. And I shall say to myself, Now as for you, you have so many good things stored up for many years. Rest, eat, drink, be merry. But God said to him, You fool! This night your life will be demanded of you. In the things you have prepared... To whom will they belong? Thus will it be for all who store up treasure for themselves, but are not rich in what matters to God. The Gospel of the Lord Imagine a three-year-old girl walking joyfully out of an ice cream shop. She's holding on to her mother with one hand and grabbing an ice cream cone in the other. She's just chosen her favorite flavor based on color, and she goes to take her first lick of that big single scoop when suddenly it slides off of her cone, crashing onto a red-hot sidewalk below. We all know her reaction. She bursts into tears because her world and her happiness, everything that matters to her in that moment, is gone. Her mother may laugh, knowing that there's not only more ice cream in the ice cream shop, it's an extra three bucks. There's also much more to life than ice cream. But this toddler has had it. All she cares about is melting at her feet. My friends, often enough, that toddler is us. While we know there is so much more to life, we know there's so much more to life than ice cream. We can chase things and be distracted by the blessings of this world, which are often good things, such as planning for retirement, saving for college, remodeling our homes looking for the next trend or buying our next toy. Ask anyone who's lost their home in the floods in Kentucky. Life is fragile. All things in this world are passing, and we ultimately have very little control over them. The only thing that lasts and endures is our relationship with God. Seek first the kingdom of God, Jesus says. 
and everything else will be given to you. Isn't that the mission of the church? To feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to provide for the poor. Seek first the kingdom of God. All these temporal things will be given to you, but also life eternal. Today's gospel begins with a familiar scene. There's a three-year-old weeping over melting ice cream, only he's masquerading as an adult. He's the younger of two brothers, arguing over his share of an inheritance. I'm sure this never happens here, but money has ripped this family apart. I find it fascinating. These two brothers, as the psalmist says, were knit together in their mother's womb, their flesh, their blood. They come from the same place. And yet money has ripped them apart. The youngest brother goes to Jesus seeking his advice. Jesus is a rabbi. And so he wants Jesus to bless his desire for his inheritance. And yet this man can ask Jesus for anything. He can ask him like the repentant thief for a place in his kingdom. But no, this young man just asks for money. Now, instead of arbitrating over this family affair, which more than likely is not going to have a good ending, Jesus tells him a parable about a man who had more than enough. His harvest was so bountiful that he decided to retire early. Keep in mind, this is the only passage in all of the Gospels that speaks about retirement, and it does not turn out well. This man decides, after having a good year, let's say a good year in the stock market, he's had a good year in his harvest, and so he's going to build bigger barns for himself, allowing himself to rest and eat and drink and be merry. But for his selfishness, for his ego, God demands his life that night. I can imagine God looking down upon this child of his, and saying to himself the same words that Jesus says later in the Gospels, what does it profit a man to gain the whole world, to win the $1.3 billion lottery, to have a bountiful harvest, to have a successful career, to be the sole heir to an inheritance, to build bigger barns? What does it profit a man or a woman to gain the whole world, but to lose their soul, their essence. Jesus does not condemn this man's work ethic. It's a good thing to work hard. Nor does he condemn his success. Nor does he condemn his desire to secure his future. Jesus condemns him because he solely focused on material things to the destruction of others. He's like a toddler licking her ice cream. His happiness is directly attached to the bounty of his harvest. 
So many of us are blessed, but good and generous people. So what might this parable say to us? Certainly there's the warning not to get caught up in materialism. But there's the deeper challenge to keep God first in every area of our life, which is a lesson that builds upon the Mary-Martha story we heard two weeks ago. Remember what happened. Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to him speak. Meanwhile, Martha's banging pots and pans in the kitchen, angry at her absentee sister. When she goes to complain and tell Jesus that Mary needs to get into the kitchen and help her, Jesus accuses Martha of two things, being anxious and being worried about many things. Remember, to be worried means to strangle. Martha has become so preoccupied with getting dinner done that she has strangled all of the love, all of the grace out of her work. This is no longer an act of service. It's an act of ego. Jesus is not the center of Martha's life in that moment. She is. The man in today's parable is no different. God is not the center of his life. He is. I know what I shall do, he says. I shall build bigger barns. I shall rest, eat, drink, and be merry. He refers to himself eight times in this passage. Eight times. This man has tricked himself into believing that he can secure his own future without ever asking, Lord, what is your will for me? How can I serve you? What do you want with this harvest? He's pushed himself into the center and squeezed God out of the picture. And so he loses his life as a result. The word used here means more than time on earth. He's lost more than that. This man has lost his soul, his essence, all for a harvest of grain. As Koheleth would say in our first reading, O vanity of vanities. At times all of us can focus, like this man, too heavily on worldly things, even when they're good. Perhaps this is where the gospel is leading us to focus this week. If we were like those in Kentucky, if we were to lose everything in Noah's Ark 2.0, how much security would we have left? Do we find the foundation of our security in our relationship with God or in the material things of this world? Store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, Jesus says, which only comes when God is at the very center of our lives.